First and foremost, I would like to thank Father Matthew, Bishop Francis, Father Pierre, Father Wissam, all the clergy here at St. Thomas, and especially I want to thank all of you, because as Father Matthew said, it is your prayers that give us strength to be able to continue on in this journey. It truly is a blessing. Your prayers are all very powerful because we have so many priests and seminarians that are from St. Thomas. Today, me and Father Matthew, both of us grew up here. We have so many seminarians that are from this parish. We have so many priests that grew up in this parish. So it is because of your guys' prayers, your guys' encouragement, your love, that continues to bring forth good vocations for our Chaldean Church here in America. In a special way, before I begin this homily, I really, really want to thank Father Matthew for everything he is doing here at St. Thomas. Not many of you guys know that Father Matthew, on top of many of his obligations, many of his duties here at the church, he is putting so much time and effort into preserving our Chaldean church, our liturgy, and our language. He is translating many of our prayers from Aramaic to English. He is writing so much about the history and the liturgy of our church. It truly is not an easy task. There's not many resources. Everything is very disorganized. There's not many things in English to be able to research. And Father Matthew is doing an amazing job so that we can not just preserve some prayers and history, but that we can continue generation after generation of Chaldeans to fall in love with Christ through the spirituality of our Chaldean fathers. So thank you so much, Father. May God bless you always. And before we begin today's reflection, I want us to pray in this Mass and throughout this week for our Holy Father, our Patriarch, Mar Luis Sacco. Because right now in Iraq, I know many of us who are here are young. We might feel disconnected to Iraq and to all the news and everything that's going on. It's a very confusing situation that we might not understand. We have to do. There we go. So it's a very confusing situation that we might not understand, especially us who grew up here in the U.S. But in short, in summary, the Iraqi government is attacking our patriarch. They are attacking him personally, and with him they are attacking the whole Chaldean church and all Christians in Iraq. So I ask that in this Mass we pray for him, we pray for our Chaldean church, and if we can, if we can all say a Hail Mary for his intentions. Shlam Allah Maryam. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today, dear brothers and sisters, we are celebrating the first Sunday of summer. In the liturgical calendar, in the liturgical cycle of the Chaldean Church, we see mirrored before us in all the different Sundays the life of Christ, the life of the Church. We see salvation history. So we start the year with Advent, with Christmas. Then from Christmas we have Easter. After Easter, we have the descent of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit comes 
And the Sundays after Pentecost, we celebrate the Sundays of the Apostles that we just finished now. These Sundays, we think about how the Apostles received strength from the Holy Spirit to be able to go to the four corners of the world and to preach Christianity, to preach Christ. So today we started the liturgical season of summer. So what does it have to do with the Apostles? Because in summer, we become overjoyed, especially farmers, when they harvest all the fruits that they worked so hard throughout the year to plant. So the apostles also are like these planters, like these farmers. They went out to the world and they planted seeds, seeds of faith. And the fruits of these seeds are repentance. The people accepted the faith, and when they accepted the faith, they took it upon themselves to change their lives, to accept the call of repentance. So the same thing is here today. We saw these Sundays of apostles. We received the word of God after Easter, after Pentecost, after the coming of the Holy Spirit. And now these weeks of summer, many of the Chaldean fathers call them the weeks of repentance. We too are called in these weeks to repent to change, to look at our shortcomings, and to try to be closer to Christ. But in order to do this, this requires humility. The foundation, the stepping stone to be able to jump into this endeavor, to jump into this goal of being closer to Christ, of repentance, of changing our lives, requires humility. That's the foundation. And that's what we see our Lord is teaching us in today's Gospel with the parable of the banquet. So we saw today's Gospel. I don't need to explain today's Gospel too much. Today's Gospel was about a wedding and about how important it is and how much people put so much pressure and importance and magnify a situation at a wedding because someone is sitting in the front, because someone is sitting in the back. Our Lord is teaching the people of His time that don't take the highest place. Rather, take the lowest place and God will exalt you. God will exalt you and make you greater. Leave it to God to be able to exalt us in our every single day, in our daily life. So this example, this parable of the banquet, we all have understood, especially many of you who have planned a wedding, you guys know how much significance and time is put into every single person being seated at the exact right table. Someone close has to sit in the front, someone who's farther, the young people who don't really care, they sit in the back. So our Lord is also speaking to us. He's not just speaking about humility in a very abstract way, in a very hard way. Because sometimes when we think about humility, we think about Father Salanus, we think about Mother Teresa, how they're in, in the ghettos of our towns, of our cities, and they're preaching and they're serving the different poor people, the different people who are less fortunate and orphans and all the different great things that the saints did. But our Lord is teaching us today that humility starts with everyday things. Something as simple as a wedding. 
It was the norm for someone to want to be number one. Someone to want to be seated in the front. But our Lord is coming and trying for us to understand that we must always want to be humble in our daily actions. And He does this not just by telling us, not just by giving us an order, but He shows us by example. We see St. Paul tells us when he explains what Christ did for us, and he says, Have among yourselves the same attitude that is also yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, he did not regard equality with God, something to be grasped. Rather, he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, coming in human likeness, and found in human appearance, he humbled himself, becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Because of this, God greatly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every other name. So Christ, who is God, humbled himself. He became man for our salvation. And because of this, what does St. Paul say? Because of his humility, God exalted him. So we too, my brothers and sisters, we are called to be humble in our lives. And the more we are humble, God will exalt us. God will give us strength. God will give us courage. There's a beautiful quote that I love. That a man who kneels before God is a man who can stand before any man without fear. The Lord is calling us to not just be humble from the outside, not just the, ex the exterior, but He wants our interior, our hearts to be humble. When we are at a wedding, how Jesus was saying, to pick the last place. When we are at a wedding and someone doesn't say hi to us, I need to be the bigger person, as we say, to be a humble person and to go and say hi to that person even if, in our opinion, we don't think that person deserves it. That's humility. Humility is when we put ourselves down in front of others, even if we think that person is wrong and I am right. Because, my brothers and sisters, we need to understand that we also are not deserving of the mercy of God. We also are weak. We also continue to sin against God, but God forgives us. God exalts us. God loves us. We too are also called to practice this love, to practice this humility in our lives with all those who we meet. Whether we are close to them, whether we enjoy their company, or whether there is division between us, we are called to be humble. We are called to show Christ's love and humility in our daily interactions. And I think one of the greatest examples of this is St. Sharbal. Today in the Maronite Church, the third Sunday of uh, July, is always the Feast of St. Sharbal. And today, all of Lebanon, it's a national holiday, it's a very big deal. St. Sharbal, for many of you guys who don't know, St. Sharbal, the picture of the face of a monk with a really long beard. Not Father Pierre, St. Sharbal. A really long beard. And this saint, he's a very new saint. 
end of the 1800s, and in comparison to the history of the church, the amount of miracles that are happening in Lebanon and around the world because of St. Sharbav through his intercession, it truly is amazing. And St. Sharbav, when you look at his story, St. Sharbav was a simple monk. He wasn't very educated. He wasn't a, a patriarch or a bishop or a big great leader, very strong. He wasn't a good speaker. He spoke very, very few words. And the monks that lived with St. Sharva said that most of his time was in prayer and work. And when he was doing that, he wasn't speaking, he wasn't giving advice. Most of his time, he was in silence, he was receiving. That's humility. When I want to listen, rather than to speak. So St. Sharva, in this monastery that he lived, all the other monks realized that he was so holy, and when they would ask him to pray for something or ask him for a favor, miracles would happen. So over time, people began to know about this holy monk. And so many times when people would come to the monastery and they would ask for St. Sherba to heal them, he would be very hesitant because he didn't want to be the spotlight. He wanted to remain humble. So he wouldn't want to see people. He didn't want to do healings. But then his superiors, the head of the monastery, would always force him by a command of obedience to go and to heal this person, to pray on this person, and that person would be healed. So after a while of him, and he became very popular in Lebanon, everyone knew that this man is holy, this man is a saint. He asked for permission from his superior to be a hermit, to leave the monastery and go in the mountains and pray day and night and be in solitude. Be away from everyone. What humility. You are performing miracles. He is performing miracles and he wants to be alone with God. And even then, many times, people would find him. They would go in the mountains and try to find him, try to find his hermitage where he is so that they can be healed. So see how such a simple person, a man of God, because of his faith, because of his obedience, God exalted him to be a great saint for the church, to perform so many miracles. So we too, my brothers and sisters, we don't have to perform miracles. We don't have to do great things. It's as simple as saying hi to the person that passed you, that stared you down and passed you. It's as simple as that. That's the humility God is calling us to practice in our daily lives and throughout our life in good times and in bad with people that we love, that pe with people that we enjoy, and people that do not like us, with everyone. Because just as Christ came for all people, for the righteous and for sinners, we too are called to love all people that are in our lives for love of God. So we ask for this grace through the intercession of the Virgin Mary and all the saints, and especially Saint Sherbal, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. May God bless you all.